Welcome to the Addiction Connection. We like to believe the opposite of addiction is actually connection, and we are going to attempt to educate you and possibly even entertain you while we navigate all topics addiction. Hi, I'm Dr. Kirk Devine. And I'm Dr. Heather Bell, and we both provide primary care and addiction services. It's our goal to help you learn more about the disease of addiction and its treatments. I'm on Connecticut. <laughs> I started it already. <laughs> All right. Well, we're back. And today we have a special guest. Yes. The Dr. Sean Leonard. Do you get the word the in front of your name now? He's our boss. And I just want you to make sure that you understand, Todd, we're not being paid for this. Neither are you. <laughs> I definitely know I'm not. <laughs> All right. Well, we're taking a break from I the... I did buy him a bottle of wine in Napa. Oh, Absolutely. So Thank you so much for that. <laughs> okay. Back anyway. to the synthetic cannabinoids, taking okay. a break from the prescription drug problem Yeah, this issues. is not one of the safe drugs or not. This is just definitely not. No, no this bueno. Is, so yeah, this is episode 57. We're almost to Kurt's age. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're all like holding it until Kurt laughs, then we all can laugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're going to talk about synthetic cannabis. So mm-hmm. otherwise, K2 is probably the more common name. We'll get to all the other street names because it'll take us about 10 years to go through them all. But yeah. 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 And there's actually, you know, this had, I had read some stuff that they had come up with this particular compound back in the 60s, but uh, it wasn't until Charles Pfizer kind of developed a form of it in the 80s that it kind of came to light. Huh. Kind of interesting stuff. So yeah, created in a lab. Why didn't Sammy. you just stick with vaccines? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Chuck. <laughs> he, he could have been thinking ahead, you know, I'm going to come up with one for coronavirus. <laughs> right after he created coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. so, it's like, the, what's that movie, Outbreak? I think we yeah. talked about this a couple weeks ago. I but call anyway. that vertical integration. <laughs> All right. All right. So, yeah, anyway, synthetic, created in a lab, but they've had it in Europe since 2004. They're always a little ahead of us medically, I think. Yeah. And actually, it was actually, it was, that was in Europe that it was actually banned. In, or no, that was here, banned in 2012. Wasn't that Obama? I think it was Obama. Oh. Some way, shape, or form, yeah. In 2012, yeah. Interesting. But, but this clearly is not organic. That's the difference between this and regular cannabinoids. Thus created in a it's lab. creating in a lab. But it's not, I mean, people think, oh, this is a bunch of, this is a plant. This is not plants. Okay, I'm sorry, but we have to say this part. I'm backing up. In 1988, HU210 developed from the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love the names that they give to these things. Yes. Yeah. 100 to 800 times more powerful than natural. And I can just see this guy THC. crunching the numbers. Hey, guess what? This is 100 to 800 times more powerful. Did they use the Shogun the rating scale? Yeah, the natural <laughs> THC. It's like one little drop just got knocked down. <laughs> So I love it. I wonder who got paid to develop this new psychoactive substance, an, an acronym NPS. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Someone came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> and not FDA approved. Go figure. For anything. <laughs> ever. Ever. For People would ever. probably disagree with that. <laughs> like they, with everything, even things that are FDA approved. Now, in previous, uh, in previous episodes, Heather sometimes takes these long lists and says them really fast, like a TV commercial at the end. We could play that one game when you're kids. Like, see how fast we can each, you say the first one, you say the second one. Oh, my God. Now, I think we have to pick out our favorites, because this is known mostly as K2 or Spice. Correct. That's, I think how most people, and I don't know, in the jail system, is it called anything in particular? Is that- out of this 
enormous list you brought. Yeah. Um, Any of them you've heard before? Mm, not really. No, I actually I have heard Blaze. I have heard Blaze. Blaze. Mm. But it's usually K2 or Spice, and usually it's Spice. Yeah. Or someone will just say, I got some synthetic weed. <laughs> Let's just throw it out there. Yeah. Nobody. Can. I mean, really, though, that's... that's such a misnomer. <laughs> well, I, I myself like and, this, and this substance do have one thing in common. It's sometimes called Mr. Nice Guy. So I'm glad you said that one and not Ninja, because then we would have really had <laughs> Occasionally, I've been referred to as a ninja, yes. Or the... Or, or, the crazy clown. <laughs> yeah. The, the mojo. Yeah. The mojo. Mojo and Rising? Do you know whose song that is? No. Mojo Rising? Yeah. I don't know that song. Well, James Morrison, Mojo Rising. It's oh. not the song, but it's in the song. Oh, oh I know okay. Bad Moon Rising, but... Yeah. Okay. But Mojo's Rising, that was his big... Okay. Ah. Never That's good for him. Um, he obviously wasn't taking any kind of SSRI or... He, di- he died at 27. <laughs> He's not taking anything. Oh. Or The Godfather. Yes, The Godfather. So lots of names, a million names there. Red Dawn, Blaze, Demon, all you kinds of stuff. said we weren't reading the whole So we're not going to read them. Okay. okay. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. So how do they use it? can be sprayed on or mixed with a plant material, then ingested or smoked. I always love this. You know how long it took me to understand what this actually was? You know, you're at the gas station and it's like potpourri or whatever. Yes. They, you yes. Know? Or like bath salts bath back salts. in the day. Not for human consumption, of course. Right. Yeah. My mom had potpourri. Is that bad? I Not in your day. I mean, <laughs> you, your mom had it back before this was even discovered, Imagine, let alone in the U.S., Kurt. I, I never was like walking by and like, you know what? I should <laughs> smoke that stuff. <laughs> I mean, never occurred to me. Uh, but, yeah. Somebody decides to, to spray on synthetic chemicals. That's great. Yes. It, just it can only turn out well. <laughs> so it's manufactured typically well in Asia. Although I just thought of a new marketing genius of this. I probably shouldn't say no, that. Don't. Um, no, don't. They don't need any help. <laughs> yeah, and of course, they don't have any manufacturing requirements or quality control standards. So this just just getting pumped out of Asia. That's just because that's where fentanyl came from, too. I think I've had this conversation 1,800 times with patients in corrections. Do you think they made this in a Pfizer lab or in someone's garage? You know? <laughs> Would you lick the floor of your dad's garage? <laughs> No, but you'll inject the stuff made in your dad's garage. <laughs> yes. Okay. Good for you. Yeah, so often smuggled into the U.S., kind of misbranded imports, stuff like that. Okay, so when I was packing to leave Napa the other day, you know, you got to, like, pack the wine carefully. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I feel like I'm on that show where they, like, rip open the picture and they find the cocaine. And <laughs> like, These are just bottles of wine. Okay, let's get back to cannabinoids. I got TSA surged on the way there, but not on the way back. Well, apparently they frown upon it if you take six bottles of rum out of Costa Rica. I don't understand that. They do that, too. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> so, it's uh, smuggled. It's rebranded. You want to stay ahead of the law because, yeah. Absolutely. That's why they keep coming they're up with... They're smarter. Well, they come up more and more of these because they're not on the list, that particular chemical. So, it is. It's staying one step ahead of the feds, which Although, seems like it's been easy. And I hope I'm not skipping ahead on you. Go right for now. it. No, it doesn't matter. But what I love in our practice of medicine is we have an actual urine drug screen test for this that stays consistent. Whereas like with bath salts, right. they change the chemical structure enough where we can't get a consistently yeah. useful test. Yeah, so at least we can screen for this. Which is so crazy. Hmm. Is what what is it on the screens? I've never Yeah, K2? it's it's an individual test for K two. 
individual. We, we have it in our panel. clinic too. Are the yeah. chemicals similar enough that the, the variants mm-hmm. sometimes pop positive? Correct. Okay. But there's unlike bath salts. Okay. Bath salts, you can't stay ahead. Ahead. I mean, they're right. ahead of us, you know, the manufacturers. Okay. Well, so. yeah. I mean, now we've just helped them. You have to change more than one arm of the chemical structure <laughs> to make it not flag on the K2 urine drug screen. Yeah. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to mix a little of this stuff in there. Okay. So the effects of this stuff are amazing. And of course, Charlie Resnikoff just uh, presented that case on one of his echoes of somebody that had used a little K2. Uh, but it's these acute psychotic episodes and dependence and withdrawal that are very common. And, and I, don't, I don't think we often think of that when people pop in and they're psychotic. We don't, my first thought is not this. It's not going to. I thought you, I guess you haven't worked in corrections as long as I have. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like only four weeks less. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> because, Kurt, every nurse in our company knows that. <laughs> I was just talking to Angie, our new director of mental health today, about the first oh. month of incarceration. I mean, it's she's like, it's it's amazing if you let them just ride it out. Mm-hmm. It you, takes a long time. You yeah. can, but you can ride out a lot of substances. So yeah, anyway, but, but the problem is, some of these are these are severe and intense, and you know they can be pretty agitated. And of course, we're all thinking. I mean, most of the time, we're thinking opioids or meth. Uh, meth, meth, you know, yeah. uh huh. Uh, but they can be very disorganized. I think that's typical of even people in this room. Here, I'll... <laughs> Just right at this <laughs> you, moment. <laughs> exactly. Have you seen your desk? It's not bad yet. But I think it's a bad sign when they're unconscious or seizing. <laughs> bad outcome. Yeah, that's uh, that's often a real red flag. The way I, the way I um, summarize this to our staff in, in previous teachings is, think stimulant and hallucinogenic. All those properties, good luck. It right. can all expose itself with use of K2. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that marijuana is actually a hallucinogenic. So if you you get something that's uh, what was it eight one hundred to eight hundred times more powerful? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. What was that? There's a line in one of the marijuana talks. I think Charlie gave it, gave it, and we've stolen it. It's like this is not your grandpa's pot. Yeah, (laughs) like percentage even in that is high. So, yeah. And if you look at some of the other effects, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, uh, especially with I I feel like I'm being kind of the straight guy here. But anyway, the the tachycardia, and I don't mean I mean straight man as far as like straight laced, straight laced, and kind of getting back to the talk. Uh, but yeah, this tachycardia, and we're going to talk a little bit about this, some of the papers, uh, the increased blood pressures, the tremors, all that stuff, seizures even. I already said that. Yeah, but death. Did you say death? Well, no, I mean, that's obviously go. a bad sign. That, yeah. So yeah. bad side effects, cardiac toxicities are common. I like this hematological, raises the INR. So that's wild. And it's the additive, which is bordafacum, cum, bodafacum. Man. Rat poison. <laughs> rat poison. Well, there's Let's something else that. that's similar to rat poison. It's called Coumadin. Yeah. Uh, well, right. But yeah. this is even stronger than Coumadin. That's wild. Isn't yeah. that crazy? I actually think that's 100 times stronger. Yeah, it's in there. Wow. It's, it's bolded. 100 times stronger. So wow. I, I think you're killing rats with that, too. Yeah. Um, it's funny. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. They're gross. No. I mean, it's, like, yeah. it's like they're as big as sheep. Um, but you, you actually treat that uh, with fresh frozen plasma, which... I wonder how much vitamin K it would take, Oh, though. my God. It's wow. Like a bucket. So It makes me want to take the next patient that comes in on K2 and just get an INR. Yeah. Just, we should. Just to see. Yes. Wouldn't that be sweet? Yes. I think so if better. you work for us and you're listening to this, 
you will get a gold star at any type of nurses conference if you say, hey, guess what? We had a patient on K2 and the INR is four. Yeah. <laughs> I held a scumadin. You get a free day off. Just kidding. You got to talk to Michelle for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah and there's, there's lots of cases, of course, of these ischemic infarctions. And actually, one of the papers I read as I was doing this uh, was a young guy who who had a major stroke uh, with this major infarction. So, But again, those rare seizures... Okay, the psych, though, that's really the cool stuff. Yeah, here we go. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, it's the whole thing of the psychosis, hallucinations, paranoia that can happen even with just regular cannabis. But I think it's interesting the point that the paranoia lasts longer than the anxiety and kind of just the agitation. So, like, they're they're looking calm, yet they're paranoid about everything. Yeah, oh, I I have treated more of these patients than I'd care to say. And so can you describe like just the average, like what you see when they're. Yeah. You would swear, you'd swear they're on meth when they come in um, or, or some sort of cathinone or something. Um, uh, They're very psychotic. And then the other thing that I recall is it almost becomes deduction. Uh Oh, Mm -hmm. we're not spotting the usuals on this patient. Someone check a K2. Mm. And then once we establish that, that patient has that, my experience has been it's weeks before these people, wow. if if ever, are back to their normal state. Hmm. I think it was in a song that said, paranoia will destroy you. <laughs> oh, my God. I just had to throw that in there. It seems like it was in a song, Todd, from yeah, our era. I, I can picture it now. Okay. <laughs> he just so, put you in the same era as him. Well, he's a few years younger. I'm a generation later. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like three generations. <laughs> I think... You know, the renal, I guess I've not specifically, you know, if I think back to anything inpatient, which has been even a while for me, acute kidney injury, this was never on my differential in residency. Yeah, sure. I mean, granted, I mean, residency was already banned for yeah. me, but. I guess the way I look at it is if you can have an ischemic infarction in your brain. Why not everywhere else? Why not? Yeah. And organ issues. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, poison control has been involved in this for a but while. But how smart of a med student would you be if you're like. Did you just back up? What led to like acute kidney injury and you're like, get a K2 level? <laughs> but really. Boom. You got to look for the zebra sometimes. Anyway, The attending sorry. physicians are like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't K2 a mountain? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just a little thrown off by K2. But anyway. anyway back to poison control. Yeah. Downhill ski brands. No. Yes. Anyways. <laughs> Pretty sure a uh, attending doesn't know that either. <laughs> I think a lot of the warnings get back to the talk uh are really about some of the synthetic can uh cannabinoids and and similar projects you know projects products and uh some of these chemicals that they that they can you please say that word what which word the next one after contains chemicals cannabimimetic that sounded not bad i think there's a clapping thank you very much (laughs) i I had a son in the national spelling bee so i said a lot of big words wow cannabimimetic okay anyway Severe life-threatening health effects. That's why there's, you know, a warning on it from poison control. I was going to actually just say, is there a black box warning? But I guess these aren't FDA controlled. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, they're not tested for safety, and therefore no one knows exactly what is in it. That is a surprise. Wait a minute. The garage in Asia (laughs) is not doing safety (laughs) inspections on this? I just keep flashing back to um, What's the LD50? The LD50 and rats. They should be checking that. Anyway, go ahead. There you go. Wow. It's just, that I'm all over that. I was just picturing Sasha Shulgin's lab in his garage again. Like, yeah. Anyway. Oh, my. So, no long-term effects have been noted on the withdrawal or dependence, but 
Um, but none has been noted. I don't even know what this is supposed to say um, since 2009, but yet what you're saying is what you've seen is there can be long-term things. Yeah, it, it, if they're a heavy user for a long period of time, those are the patients that you really have to wait this out. But, and again, it goes just back with cannabis is that what brings out, they're already susceptible to have something like a schizophrenia or a paranoia. So, or a Good point. You know, psychosis is this just bringing out what they were already going to potentially have. All right. Well, let's talk about some of the papers. No, but I like this current proposal to treat overdose and toxicity with CBD treatment. Wow. Mm. Interesting. It's kind of like a Suboxone for cannabinoids. Yeah. <laughs> no, but now people are going to like want to CBD use it, it to get like, to it. Here's how I come down. I go buy CBD anyway, at everywhere now. That was marketed by the CBD company. It's CBD at Toys R Us, I think. I don't know. Anyway, like common. back to your well, papers. No. And one thing I will say is um, even though, you know, this has been banned and they've really made it a point of emphasis in the 2010s, there's still stores selling this stuff. So it's still dangerous. It's out there. Yeah. Isn't so, crazy? Yeah. So I ran onto some cool papers. The first one, Synthetic Cannabinoid Toxicity, an Australian Psychiatry in 2016. And it was a review. It was really pretty cool. Yes. So what, what they know. Hmm? What did it teach you? Taught me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so and I've summarized it here for all of us to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I had to like get all my translator book to read your handwriting. <laughs> so anyway, different pharmacology than um, your plain old smoking cannabinoids. So increased potency and affinity for the CB1 receptor, therefore greater toxicity. And you're 30 times more likely to go to an ER than with, you know, natural cannabinoids. I'll use that. Plant-based cannabinoids. Makes sense, Not lab-based. I mean, like anything. Just yeah. like fentanyl is that much more strong because it was created in a lab than your poppy seeds. Mm. Ooh, I like the case report review. Yeah. That's a lot of data. That's yeah. a lot of data. 77 publications. Almost 3,700 patients involved. That's awesome. Yeah, but here's the scary part, Todd, as a man. 75% of the people involved in this <laughs> were men. How stupid are we? I think there should we? be something like, is, I'm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like the duh. Homer Simpson dope. Yeah. <laughs> but to our credit, <laughs> to the men's credit, if it's 75% male in all of these publications and studies, and the mean age is 23, our brains were not completely formed at that point <laughs> as a man. Right? We're way behind. I didn't then, shave till I was 25. And then know. after this, they never were. <laughs> but, but or the, aren't ever. But, no. yeah. but yeah, they came up with kind of the most common symptoms. And of course, I think we talked a little bit about that tachycardia. That's number one at 30%. So 30 people uh, who have trouble, it's tachycardia. So this is interesting to me because you, know, like you think marijuana, people typically take it to kind of chill out, relax, the downer. So now you're getting tachycardia and agitation. Seems like the total opposite. Although, yes. like you said, it looks more like meth. It does, yeah. Although there are a percentage of people with straight up marijuana who get agitated. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the people who have a weird reaction with Benadryl. It's actually funny that you mentioned that. I've had some patients where they weren't heavy long term users, and they literally said, My friend told me I was having synthetic weed. I didn't know this was going to happen. Uh-huh. There's, there's misinformation yeah. and uh-huh. misperceptions. And but it's when you name it that way, yeah. you think it. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course it goes down the list: the agitation, the drowsiness, and then of course our friend vomiting, which we see a, a fair amount with marijuana use in these well, the intractable cyclic vomiting. Cyclic yeah. vomiting. Yeah. 
When I read that, I was like, why would you do something that has an 8% chance of vomiting? Because who likes vomiting? <laughs> <laughs> Gross. It is the worst. 0.2% chance of death. So like what? That's a way too high. A couple people died. Yeah. 0.1% chance of stroke and 0.09% chance of MI. So you're still more likely to have an MI with cocaine than synthetic cannabis. I'm, I'm 59. What's my chance of having a heart attack? Is it 0.09? No, it's probably like 84. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone I, want to calculate Kurt Frang, Framingham risk score? <laughs> We're banking on that not being the case. Okay. okay. Yeah, I don't have time to do your job, too. Oh, wait, I already do. <laughs> so, so they had a lot of things to talk about in the discussion part of this paper. And, and the biggest thing was that there's much more agitation. Sure. Wow. Makes sense. You know, uh, with this than other things. And otherwise, really not horribly different, right, as far as how it kind of pans out, as far as unique symptoms. So the one interesting question I had for you is it says, you know, with natural cannabis, the tachycardia is dose dependent. That must be you. Um, so is it not dose dependent then with synthetic? That's what they implied. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. So like when you do it, it's either going to happen or it's not. Not just if I do more and more and more. Yeah. So this has to come back to in some way, shape or form. Okay. If there's not really any unique symptoms compared to cannabis, then it's just got to be the potency. Yeah. That just escalates this thing to a new stratosphere and 100 to 800 times. Yeah. Man. Why wow. not? Bigger is better. Yeah. So size it, matters. So then they talked about review. This is a review of the many faces of synthetic <laughs> cannabinoids. Now, this was actually in uh, the toxicity. Some journal in 2019. You didn't put the journal name I on I meant there. to and I didn't. Oh, oh, the mental health clinician. Oh, there we go. Awesome. That was cool. But they just this was just kind of a general thing, and there was a couple things they touched on the other ones didn't. You know, I I did like their comment on the additives because back to the whole rat poison thing, it's the additives that makes it different. And so I guess to make something synthetically, you probably need to add things and subtract things, so it would make sense. This, they said, it actually binds to both CB1 and CB2 versus the other one. It said primarily CB1 receptors, but it didn't, you know, give a quantification of that. Huh. But, yeah. But then the metabolites. So not only does it have all these additives, but the metabolites as the synthetics are also active. I think we all complain about additives in our gas. Imagine in this synthetic cannabinoids. <laughs> Notice how you worse. left out the additives in your diet Mountain Dew. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like healthy. That is the nectar. None yeah. of us have gotten COVID yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I still haven't got COVID. Um, but yeah, you know, these of course are schedule one drugs. And uh, unfortunately, some of them, as Todd kind of mentioned, they, you know, they're making new ones. There's different things. They're not scheduled, and they're so they're not illegal. Yeah, this article was a little backwards though because they did say there's not a urine drug screen, but they're not on your common urine drug screen. You have to remember to order it. Yeah, and I do worry though that at some point here they're going to have to create a new drug screen to keep up. We're going to have like a 15 panel yep. rapid. Yeah, for K2 <laughs> yep. and its derivatives. Absolutely. For all of this stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's a matter of time. All right. Is this, I think, the last? Yeah, the last article, psychopharmacological symptoms associated with synthetic cannabis compared with natural cannabis. I love that in this article. But this it's is natural. the Journal of Psychopharmacology, also from 2019. It blows my mind that even natural cannabis is associated with poor sleep. Right. That's not what I would expect. No. It's kind of like alcohol, though. It helps you fall asleep, but then the longer you use it, the more of a stimulant it becomes. Yeah, and with alcohol, of course, you lose all your REM or a lot of your REM. And I don't know how that compares with uh, regular marijuana as far as REM sleep. 
Interesting. But when I've told people that your sleep quality is worse on marijuana, they're like, no way. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So, but I did like this that they the people who use synthetics actually self reported more mental health diagnoses. Hmm. And I think that most of the studies, and I looked at a lot of other papers, but a lot of them said it's you know Todd was talking about the long term things that these mental health things seem to last a long time as compared to marijuana. Mm-hmm. And again, the potency. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. You're messing up the receptors, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look, yeah, the whole bipolar thing. This one didn't specifically mention the um, like schizophrenia and the psychosis, but um, people who are bipolar had a six point eight times more chance of having used cannabis in their lifetime. They didn't specifically say with synthetic, but if it's higher, scary. Interesting. It is higher. Like it just alters your chemicals enough to now make it much more complicated. You wonder if any of that is self treating. That's interesting. The chicken or the egg phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. It's so many people who say that to us, right? I, I, it helped me right away. It's like, I mean, right away, diet mom do help me. Now I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, so we have to, (laughs) we have to end with Reddit. Okay. As usual. So what do people who have used it report on Reddit? This is awesome. So the first person who actually owns a head shop in Texas, and I don't know names, I don't know even dates they posted this. This is just pulled right from there. Um, made a comment that it's not flagged on drug tests, so they'll smoke it if they need to pass a drug test. And I think what it, what he's referring to is your standard, your eight your panel, standard. 12 panels or something. No, they probably don't have that on there. But right. Well, like Target, you know, you can't have cannabis on your, you know... That's one of those, you can't have THC in your urine to be able to work at Target or some of those. So, so but you can use K2. Well, you they're could not doing if they that don't, one. you know, whatever. Yeah. And I think uh, some other reports that they noticed that their heart races a little more than marijuana, but hey, I can handle it. No big deal. Slight paranoia, they reported. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just slight. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how do you grade paranoia? Self-reporting. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go to the last bullet point so we can end with the second to last one because I like it better. Okay. But, okay, okay, so I like the, the, so this this one, it says one post reported increased frustration when people called it spice, synthetic mm. marijuana, because it's in fact a, quote, designer drug closer to bath salts and nothing to do with the plant-based cannabinoids like THC and CBD, like Todd said. Yeah, so such a, such a misnomer. It is. Hmm. Okay, we're going to let you do the last one, Heather, since you seem to think that I think it's hilarious. So some people were reported getting high. This is, quote, high. I could not feel my legs. Never a good sign. My heart was racing, and I was getting hot flashes. I can see why you would end up in the hospital if you were to smoke four to five bowls. <laughs> now, do we know that this lady wasn't already 75 years old and the hot flashes were I was going to say, or like, <laughs> right, she's, she's a diabetic, <laughs> yeah. postmenopausal diabetic with diabetic neuropathy. <laughs> And and having new onset AFib. Somebody had to message her back. No, those are normal for your age. Her glucose level is 45. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But anyway, she reported it on Reddit. So it must be so true. So it must not be a 75-year-old lady. All right. Well, that's all we have for you today, the synthetic cannabinoids. Thanks for listening. And we will be back next week if somebody starts to pay us. No. Hold it. No, we're coming back anyway. Thank you for letting me tag along today. Hey, it was lots of fun as usual. <laughs> so we'll let battle legs take over. I saw her today at the reception. A glass of wine in her hand. I knew she was going to meet her connection. 
at her feet was a footloose man. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you might find you get what you need. You get what you need. Demonstration to get my fair share of abuse. Singing, we're gonna vent our frustration. If we don't, we're gonna blow a 50 amp fuse. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you might find. You get what you need You get what you need I went down to the Chelsea drugstore To get your prescription filled I was standing in line with Mr. Jimmy And man, did he look pretty ill We decided that we would have a soda My favorite flavor, cherry red I sung my song to Mr. Jimmy And he said one word to me And that was dead You can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want But you try sometimes You just might find You get what you need You get what you need And her glass was a bleeding man She was practiced in the art of deception I could tell by her bloodstained hands You can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want Yeah, You can't always get what you want But if you try sometimes, you might find You get what you need you can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. If you try sometimes, you just might find you get what you need. You get what you need.